Hello and welcome everyone to the Teacher Garden Club podcast. And hey, I'm going to let you off today, right? Because it's a long podcast. Last week's was a long podcast. This week's is a long podcast too. We have part two of that chat with Mr. Richard Suggett from the Veg Club podcast. But hey, if you're a teacher, you know the score. Schoolgunsuccess.co.uk. If you want to get gardening, schoolgunsuccess.co.uk. That's all I'm saying. Let's get on with this podcast. One thing that I know Olive likes, as a, as a bit of an idea for for anybody who might not be, or might be looking for something that you're looking to do with children, yep. is the cardboard castle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what um, is The cardboard castle, do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Go ahead. So what is it? Well, it's a castle made of cardboard. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, right. Yeah. So it's a good one. This is a good one for down the plot or down in your garden, well, or wherever you are, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure some of us have got some big old boxes that we've had a delivery from. I mean, you may not have done, but there's not. You could use anything for this in some way. Oh, definitely. But I, you know, I guarantee someone on your street will have some cardboard to get rid of. Yeah. It's always the way, isn't it? When you order the tiniest of things, that turns into a, you know, and uh, and it comes in the biggest of parcels. Yeah. So it really simple. And Nola's flicking through the book now. So trying to find it. Have a look through the book. Um, it's simply a wooden frame, and then you get cardboard boxes. You paste them around the side. You can staple them in or screw them in. And then you cut out a hole in the front. Have you found it? Yeah. Here we go. Olive will show you. Show the picture, Olive. So that's a picture of me, what I've done. So try. Oh, okay. Do you want me to bring it to the camera? Close to the camera. So this is Olive in a cardboard castle. There you go. I don't know if you can see that. And you can see us building it. And you can see some pictures of us building it. Um, but basically, it just makes a little cool. Okay, there's a little cool den um, for kids to create. Are you right? Kids to create and uh, and. Um, chill out in and enjoy and the main reason we come up with it was because we brought a, a 250 pound wooden house and olive used it a few times and then never used it again and because there's spiders in there and i thought there must be a cheaper way of doing this rather than spending a ridiculous amount of money on a wooden basically kid's shed so that's where it came from. Well, there is the old joke, isn't it? The kids are more interested in the box that their toys come in than the actual toys. I mean, exactly. But <laughs> what, what, what I really yeah. liked about this this cardboard castle is using it as a cardboard castle, a bit of a play area is great. And you did a video about this a few years ago. But what I also like about it is you cut a hole in it, you hide, or your child hides in that box oh, yeah. and uses it as a bird hive or... Uh, um, an idea to see what wildlife comes into the garden. Do you remember that? No, we were like, very young when we did that. Like, 
Like if you were li- if you were really small, you could fit in a box. Yeah. Put little holes and you can look. For yeah, you did it when you were little. Yeah. You did it as a video somewhere of you doing it. Really? Yeah, when you were yeah. small. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a really good way. I tell you what. Also, another thing is if you're growing vegetables in the summer, it makes a great den. But if you think about it, when it gets to winter, you can then put that over some of your beds to keep yeah. the soil warm over winter. Yeah. Yeah, and it biodegrades down. And it biodegrades down. There you go. What can I say? Uh, Jenny is saying, my kids are making nettle tea, weed tea, etc., and learning about fermentation, nutrition, and how the garden can support the garden. How the garden can support the garden. Smelly, sloppy, and messy, but fun. It's a good idea. We've not done that before. Uh, would you like to do that? Like make nettle tea? And weed tea. What's nettle tea? Weed tea. What's nettle tea? Well... So you're making your own plant food, basically, using either nettles that you've cut down or weeds. Sort of mix up and then pour over your plants. Oh, yeah. You don't drink it. Not drink it, right? No. I made some um, elephant poo tea once. Elephant poo? When was that? A while ago, I got some elephant poo. Don't ask me how. It was a nightmare. Was it real? I was lucky not to get trod on. Was it real elephant? It was. It was real elephant. You actually brought it in the... A painting and I made elephant poo tea, so very similar, but um, in a watering can. And it worked, it worked, it stunk, it really smelled, yeah, but it really worked, yeah. How did you get the elephant poo tea? Uh, no, how did you get the elephant poo? I broke into a culture zoo, and uh, <laughs> uh on, on the case of poo, if you get tiger poo, this is not a joke, yeah, no, um, no, it will stop the cats from pooing in your garden because it's a bigger. Bigger um, cat, cat, predator. yeah, predator. Yeah, I, I, but I thought they weren't allowed to sell it anymore. No, I don't know where you can get it from, no. but you look for the right places. Yeah. Black market cat, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's <like a> poo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I thought about making these teas. I mean, this is something we do on the allotment, but for, for kids, I mean, you're already interested in it, aren't you, Olive? So, this is research going on. While we're going live, so we've got one idea. There you go. If it's smelly and it's messy, kids are generally down for it. I like that. Not as much smelly to me because if it's smelly and it's dirty, like really dirty and smelly, I wouldn't like play with it or anything. You like, wouldn't want it. No. Okay. Uh, Jim says he's trying to figure out my t-shirt. It's a bit of fun. It's lead, as in lead. Zeppelin and a picture of a Zeppelin with a lead bar there. I have looked at you all day and now I see it. I only (laughs) just realized. Yeah, it's a bit of fun, bit of fun of a t shirt. (laughs) Um, why lead not lead? Because the picture it's a play on words because the picture is a lead bar with the chemical symbol PB. Come on, Jim. I've got another one for Iron Man, which is an iron bar. Something to look forward to next Sunday, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think next, no, they won't be wearing that next Sunday. Keep next Sunday a surprise, mate. That's what we're all really here for. (laughs) So what what other activities, gardening activities, have you enjoyed doing, Olive? I'm just using it as you see it, far more importantly. What do you think? Like from the book, or... that's beef. You can be from the book if you want. We're not gonna sell the book, it's all right. Hmm. From anything that you do in the garden, what sort of things 
entice you out into the garden? What drags you outside? Uh, like, the things that won't make me want to go outside is like all the fun stuff and sometimes sometimes I just want to sit outside because I might get hot and I just want to... To chill out. Yeah. I think that's a really important point because I think if we want to, as parents and adults, do some important jobs, which sometimes needs to be done, it can't always be kids, kids, fun, fun, because we'd never, especially overseas, we'd never get anything done down the plot or in our garden. If you haven't this fun aspect, like we've got a mud kitchen, you love the mud kitchen, don't you? Yeah, I do play in the mud kitchen sometimes. Don't as much, it doesn't have as much mud in it anymore. Needs refilling with mud. Noted. Okay. <laughs> I don't play with the chalk gourd much anymore because there's not much chalk. Right. So reef. What you're saying is you need a refill tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Noted. Yeah. yeah. So if we have these fun aspects that mean that I can get on with and currently, and with, also, oh, okay. I, I, these are one of the things I like, like playing. Thought so that's fun in the garden. It's like the tube things you speak through. Oh, yeah, so we've got some sound tube things where you can speak down one end of the tube and then the other end, yeah. that always works well. A bit like the old having two tins on a piece of string. Similar, very yeah. similar, but a bit more of a robust version. Yeah, I know, you can do that, yeah. yeah. So anyway, if you don't have them fun aspects of children in the garden, then you can't get on with some of the more serious stuff, which means your progress of your garden can slow down a bit. And, you know, it's not about, like, I used to feel a little, what, I was just looking out in the garden, <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's not about um, feeling guilty. I, some, I felt guilty about it to begin with, but uh, it's actually really important to um, to have those bits so you can do stuff. You know, yeah. um, sorry, I was looking out there because I don't haven't done this for a while. So usually <laughs> I'm just speaking in a microphone and just like dazing off into the <laughs> into the distance. Uh, Rebecca is asking, "What is the book called?" That is a great question, Rebecca. <laughs> Uh, because the book is called How to Get Kids Gardening by the Skinny Jean Gardener. It's packed full of loads. Wait a minute. Packed full of loads of ideas. Um, and it's available right now on the Skinny Jean Gardener website, skinnygeengardener.co.uk forward slash shop. Why is it called the Skinny Jean Gardener? Why is it called How to Get Kids Gardening? With the skinny jean garden in it when I'm literally on the front. Bit a big. Um, <laughs> why is it called that? Uh, I mean, uh, normally a book would just have like the name of the person and. Yeah, me. I, yeah, you. Me you're on it as well. What are you saying? You need me to rewrite the. Uh, Okay, we'll sort that no, out. No, I didn't add me now. No, no, we'll do it now. I'll get, I'll get in touch. I'll get him to change it. Rebecca says many thanks. So hopefully you're going to make one more sale and I'll take my 50% question. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, jokes aside, I've actually got that book and I've worked for my niece and, and she loves it and she'll go out and do things in the garden. She'll just flick through and say to me, can we do this or that? Mm. Um, again, I I mean, the one thing she wants me to do is the mud kitchen. Unfortunately, her parents won't let her have the mud kitchen in her house. So, because they're stupid. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I think they, her dad just doesn't like um, getting dirty with mud. No, he likes getting dirty with mud, but to them, the garden is very a pristine place. I guess 
and they don't want anything upsetting the adult nature of a garden. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Um, but there's many ways that you can... Again, it goes back to what we said very at the start of the show. It needs to be a plan and as a family in the garden so you have all the aspects that work together in unison. So yeah. just because you've got a mud kitchen doesn't mean it has to be smack bang in the middle of your garden uh, or a trampoline. It doesn't have to be smack bang in the garden. You can work it into the design. I think that's important. Wasn't it Monty that said that if you want the kids in the garden, then their stuff needs to be in the garden where you can see them, not down the far end where they usually are and forgotten about. Well, where they can you can see them, where you can actually get involved with each other. Yeah, it should be weaved, um, weaved throughout the whole like, whole gun design. Like where you that like like you're just you're not like when you go in the garden, you're just sitting in the garden. And you've got loads of stuff. It's just like forgotten about, so you don't use it. Yeah, you're right, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely you're right. Uh, Jenny says a future editor in the making. There, meaning you. Uh, <laughs> Rebecca says, "Yeah, I'm starting the gardening at school, so I'm going to treat myself to that book." No, oh, nice one. Good, good, good idea. Now, Anne Wright, welcome to the show, Anne. Thinking back to my childhood long ago. I remember generally helping my parents do whatever task they were doing. E.g., Dad pushed the mower using the tall handles, and I would be holding on lower down. That's cool. That's a. It's a bit like the the, the mum pushing the trolley around the supermarket. And the kid always holds on to the bottom to try and make it like it's doing doing it as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've I've never heard of a lawnmower. I'd be very afraid to do them. H and S would have a field day with that, wouldn't they? Let's be honest. <laughs> But back in back in the day, it probably wasn't. I mean, these were probably push on. No, look at that. I'm assuming it could be a push on lawnmower. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, it might be a bit different, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, yeah, brilliant. I mean, I think that's really good. I mean, yeah. a, a sort of. Uh, I was going to say, Olive got a little, um, a little baby lawnmower, a little toy lawnmower. When I bought my lawnmower, and uh, I thought personally it would work, but she would not was not having it. I thought she'd sit there and pretend to do her lawnmower, and I'd actually do the proper one, but it didn't quite work out. And I think that um, the point I'm trying to make is that with children, I'm not saying give them their own lawnmower, but especially with tools. You know, I always talk about Ooh. children's tools and the colourful ones uh, look great, but actually last five seconds. They last five seconds and. Uh, and you want to have the kids thinking they're really part of it. So getting like the proper gardening tools is Ooh. important. And uh... well, I think also kids get worried about breaking stuff or when their their stuff breaks. So those tools that you try and dig the soil with and it just breaks. I mean, we've all known it. And I think the kids will be worried that they're going to get told off for that mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, which Olive would be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. If you broke the tools, yeah. Oh, we trouble. <laughs> but that, trouble. I, I mean, I was going to mention the de they're buying the decent tools. I mean, they do do. They're a bit of money, but they do do what a basically smaller version of proper tools. Yeah, they last longer as well, don't they? Like part yeah. of our school plan, we give um, the class like proper. I don't think I've got one in the studio. Yeah. Anywhere, but uh, they're proper, proper tools anyway. 
um, and they work really well. And I think, you know, if you're going to, my nan always says buy, what did she say? What did they say? Buy once. Buy cheap, buy, buy twice. Yeah, so buy cheap, buy twice. Yeah. yeah, And I never used to listen to that. Of course I didn't. But yeah, now yeah. Uh, it does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, yes, a true push. Well, I thought it was the way it was being described. So that makes sense. And Jenny says, precious memories, Anne. I remember my grandparents' greenhouse and the smell of warm tomatoes growing. Mm. Close my eyes and I go straight back. Yes. I, I mean... Granddad's greenhouse that I have on the allotment at the moment, I always remember as a child going in there when he was on my granddad's space and that smell of tomatoes mm. growing. Um, and every time I think of that greenhouse, that smell hits me Yeah, yeah from definitely. my childhood. Yeah, I love the smell. So tomatoes, uh, just just rubbing the leaves and smelling it like it's the best mm. smell ever. I think, yeah, honestly. yeah. I mean, that, that that seems like a good um, area to sort of start what got everybody else into gardening when they were a child. Yeah. Um, which I think is where we'll probably start asking the question next. First of all, if you are enjoying this show, please do give us a like, a thumbs up, a follow, a subscribe, and click the notification so that you know we go live. Should have asked you to do that a bit earlier, but uh, never mind. Yeah. Now... As I said, I uh, when we when we started gardening, I started when I was about ten years old. We had this area at the very top of the house I lived in with my mum. That my dad uh, he had built a fence around it and had his own vegetable patch there. He built this fence out of pallet believe it or not. Yeah, and it lasted years. It lasted a really really long time. When my parents got divorced and uh, my dad moved away. This area at the top just became a bit of a, a jungle, a bit of a bramble patch, if you like. And then I was about, I think I was about 10 years old, and I just decided one day on my summer holidays as well, funny enough, to turn that back into a vegetable patch. That is not a normal thing for a 10-year-old to think. It's not. But very cool. But it's wide. I might have been a bit older until I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it was around that sort of age. That's cool. And my granddad always grew... As I said, I knew he grew tomatoes. He always grew vegetables in his back garden. Yeah. So and as a child, he grew up on a plant nursery with his parents. So I guess in some ways it was in my blood. And I think we've said this before about it, it being like that. But to me, it was just a natural thing to do as a child, grow food, grow yeah. things like that. You didn't have such the same... I had a terrible child, mate. <laughs> um, can you put violins on the background of this? No. no, that was a trumpet. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, I had a good childhood, but um, uh, I, um, my, I, my dad will dispute this just in case he's watching this, but he will dispute it. Uh, but we had a garden where we were allowed to look but not touch, so we're not allowed to play a football. In fact, Olive is just Olive. You're allowed to play football in the garden now, aren't you? Yeah, in anything. Granddad's garden, a anything. See, it's all right for grandkids. <laughs> Bat and, ball. bat and ball, yeah, exactly. But when we were when I was child, uh, we weren't allowed. And Why? Oh, I don't know, you have to ask granddad, <laughs> you have to ask him. But uh, so yeah, I never got into gardening at all when I was younger. We did a little bit at school, which was just like a little dirty pond. We used to do pond dipping in, yeah, and that was it. Um, and then I went uh, into a secondary school, obviously, did nothing at secondary school, it was a very difficult um place to try and get gardening in um and then left school 
And then, yeah, nothing until I was 26. So... At our school, we have, like, there's, like, a choir garden. We just be quiet, watch nature, and we have a little pond. Just sit and chill there. But when we got the big field, we got a big field. A big field, night just play. But it's not that calm as the quiet garden. But our playground is, like, like the big field. But just... Without grass, right? Okay, yeah. so the, the, like the big field and the normal playground are like really loud, but when the quiet garden, if I like, just calm, calm. See, I think a garden and probably at schools now, and what what I've seen has massively changed, and what mm. and the spaces they give children are very different. But like I say, for me, it wasn't something until I got into into I was twenty six. So, um. For once in children's gardening, I have got no experience in garden <laughs> as a child myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's just quickly go through these comments. Jenny says, I buy children's garden tools for me as they help with the mobility issues. There's some super tools out there that are good size for children. Mm. I think that's what we're saying. There's there's kids' garden tools out there that are either made of plastic and kind of really designed or only suitable for using on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're no good. Uh, the ones that are... like I'm going to get one for you, aren't He's going to get one. But the ones that I feel are more like an adult tool, just a smaller version, I think that's where people need to have their money spent. Um, so you've got... So this, this is one of the tools that we give for the School Gun Success Plan. And I suppose you can't really see on this screen, but it's not a full-size trowel. It's a smaller trowel for children's gardening. Yeah. Like um, the big ones, and these are like little. So these are much smaller and easier for children to be able to handle. So they won't hurt yeah. And they feel like they're part of it. So I've, I've got to admit, when you first pulled it out, I thought it was just a standard trowel. Now I've holding it, and I can see, yeah, it is just a slightly smaller version. But... That feels like it's going to last. I would, oh, yeah. I would use a tool like that in my garden without any worries. I've got them tools which I can be a little bit bad at looking after tools. Yes, so you can. I can. So sometimes they will sit outside all over winter and it just have the weather smashing down on them. I've got tools like that um, that are still good. Like yeah. The handles are still good. The metal is still good on it. And they still work and they just sit outside all the time. So, uh, so that's what we want. And I'd love to, I should probably do a test on them little rubbish plastic ones and them tools yeah. left outside all year round to see what happens because yeah. I can guarantee who the winner will be. Uh, Digwell's back now. He's just had a power cut. Oh, I did wonder. Yeah. And uh, Anne Wright, that hands-on childhood has a profound effect as later in life, in my 30s, I changed my career. I went back to Horticulture College and now work as a gardener. Amazing. That's a similar story to you, though, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Yeah, to an extent. yeah, well, yeah, gardening got me. Uh, well, I changed career into the, the whole garden industry, and before that, I was an electrician. So, yeah, as soon as I got that bug for gardening, I was like, I need to, I want to stay in this industry. Yeah. And, and, and you know, mm. turns out, teach children gardening as a gardener, yeah, your job, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but I do agree that as children are encouraged, I mean, again, I go back to when I was a child, and I, I guess, I. My auntie would say I was always interested in gardening anyway and yeah. plants and stuff. But I always hid it from 
people that I went to school with and what have you. It's like a secret. It was it was a very much a secret. And part of that was it wasn't seen as cool. It was just a a thing that your grandparents would do. Mm. But now here we are. I mean, I'm in my forties. You're in your thirties, and all these people will now have gardens, and they're suddenly, especially lockdown. Yeah. And I think it was starting to happen before then. But people, when people get their houses, they get their gardens. I know we are lucky to have gardens in some cases, but they've suddenly realised what gardening is actually all about. Well, I can only use um, our garden as an example. Um, before lockdown happened, we never used to see anyone in the gardens. And now a lot of people use them. Like, no one would go out. No. Like, no one would go out in the garden that much because no. in no. lockdown they wouldn't. Cause... Well, no, a lot more people popped out in lockdown. I did wonder whether it would just be a lockdown thing, but it turns out that a lot of people use them more and there seems to be a bit more community around oh. around the garden. So that's quite nice. Yeah. But then even even now, some of these people that I went to school with and they see what I'm doing with the podcast, yeah, they're truly in awe. They truly are amazed, and they they will often send me messages asking for advice and things. Yeah. When it was lockdown, I'm trying to. You don't get so close. <laughs> yes. You can't. You blow Give a bit of space between it. I know. When it was lockdown, you like you would go in the gardens, but like you would see your neighbour just stay a bit back from him because. <laughs> like, you still see people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was lockdown, so <laughs> yeah. you stay back. Yeah, we know what happened in lockdown, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice but, to get out. Yeah, it's nice to get out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but she does make a good point. And gardening in the front garden, for example, a lot of people who have gardened in their front garden have said that it's became more social. Yeah. And the same with an allotment. When I was on my allotment during the lockdowns, we had people walking past, going to their allotments, we were able to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. made a big difference in that um, sense. And that's a child noticing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old are you, Olive? Seven. A seven-year-old. They would have been five at that time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's a memorable thing. Do you think gardening's cool, Olive? Yeah. Do you think your fr- friends think it's cool? Uh, well... Some of my friends, because some of them say gardening is just mud and sprinkling. Um, mud and sprinkling. That's what you're. <laughs> that's what you're doing down there. You're just doing <laughs> mud and sprinkling. Yeah. Uh, Digwell says many of the COVID warriors have given up their plots on the site. That now that they have other things to do, real gardeners taking over the plots. What do you mean by that? What do you mean? So basically, the people who lockdown came along took on allotments grow their own food we're going to beat this in but weren't really that into it it was just a a thing now we've returned back to life well when we were in lockdown people weren't working as much yeah i can yeah i think that's what it is and you notice that a lot more i can guarantee that they all had the right intentions and we all had so much more time to do stuff yeah um but then when let's call it real life come back in then obviously that changed a little bit so yeah i mean you know real real gardens taking over the plot yeah yeah that's a good thing some of yeah. them have stayed though that's the good good thing about it some of them some of them may never have experienced that in their life 
had that little time experience in it, which is amazing. Could come back to him in the future. Who knows? Yeah. But there'd be some that would have stayed, which uh, is a good thing, who would have never got into it in the first place. Yeah. I can think of several people that we know yeah. who took on, and I say we know because they're Instagram gardeners or whatever, yeah. um, who took on or got into gardening during lockdown. And they, they, what they were doing on Instagram was amazing. They really did throw themselves into it. Yeah. And many of them are still doing it now. In fact, there's one person I can think of who went and done a show garden at Gardener's World. Yeah. Um, who would never thought of doing that before. I can't think who you're talking about, but yes. No, Very good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, Digwell says, only took on a plot due to lockdown. So, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, Digwell's a go. perfect example. Yeah. I was gonna say, in, in it's like this is a. I want to say something about getting outdoors. Yeah. And stuff like, I know you want to like people like to like <laughs> ring people to see them. Yeah. But if you want to get outdoors, go and see those people outdoors and like like have a picnic yeah. somewhere. Or something to get outdoors instead of just ringing someone. Top tip. Yeah. Now, Jenny says, Me and my neighbours still coffee in the front garden. Started in lockdown. We've fallen in love and we'll certainly will not be stopping. There you go. Look at that. Fall in love with it. Sorry. I forgot that. Not word. with your neighbour, though. <laughs> you fell in love with your neighbour. I read that wrong. <laughs> no, fall in Imagine. love. Imagine. Sitting in the front garden having coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing. I, I mean, yeah, it's a very good point, actually, when, when we were all doing that clapping in our streets. Mm. Um, yeah, we did, yeah. For, what, for our street, we were actually able to keep an eye on our, some of our elderly neighbours and those that lived alone through doing that. Through clapping? Through clapping. Do you think street. we should just do that for security reasons every Thursday? Why, why <laughs> no, did I, we have to do clapping? Was uh, it every Thursday or was it every day? We didn't have to do it, but we did it to yeah, support no. the NHS. Why did you have to clap outside your door? Just to show support just to the so NHS. Just to show support to the NHS, but it's a big subject but, I don't want to get into right yeah. now, but yeah. But but I think but, but the whole thing, that if our elderly neighbours continued out in their front garden, just gardening, we would see them. And mm. it, I, this comes back to what I'm going to be talking about next week with Amanda's mum having this um, uh, mild stroke. Because she lives on her own, yeah. Had she not been able to get to the phone, and then the worst happened, nobody would know for days. In fact, do you know what would be a good this is a business idea for you, Suggs, right? Yeah. Is let's call it this is just a, a name at the moment, but security plant, right? So, what you do is you have a pot out the front of your house, right? Yeah, it's got the plant, the same plant, every house, right? When that plant dies, then, then you can get worried about that neighbor. So it's like a, a signal that, oh, that neighbour's not looking yeah, but, after their plant. But that plant could take a few days to die. By then it could be too late. Radish? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But I, I take your point, actually. If somebody, let's say somebody who does do a lot of gardening, the gun, front garden suddenly deteriorates. Yeah. There might be a sign. This is something I think we'll, we'll discuss next week, though. So... We've have gardening and our health. health, and the week after, do can vegetables help with home security? <laughs> no, we're not going to. All here on the podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, like, to make 
if you live in a flat, like, and you want to do gardening, and you don't, because because people that live in a flat don't have like a front garden or mm-hmm. back garden. So like, if you want to do gardening, there's like if there's like a local park with like a field. You might want to go there and do some gardening, and then when you go there, <laughs> and then that could like be your garden if you grow plants there. Yeah, you're right. There's actually yeah. there's actually quite a few. If you really look from, I think sometimes you have to really look. But community gardens, there's quite a few about. We've got one just over, not far from us actually, and it's not not used as much as it probably should be. Yeah. So if you really look for them, they are out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. they're just sort of undercover. Yeah. Yeah. I think I can think of several community gardens, but then I hear a lot of horror stories with community gardens as well. Which yeah, there's always politics. Yeah. Politics always yeah. A, a a weird thing. There you go. Yeah. So I've just put the link if anybody does want to zap in for the last twelve minutes and add their final thoughts on this entire subject. Um. I think we've we've really gone into this quite deep, I feel, and it, but still only barely scratched the surface. I think getting kids into gardening is it starts early. Yep. It has to start early. And it has to be not pushed, has to be fun. It has to be part of day-to-day living as well. Yeah. And just it has to be something that you get in, like if you're a grandparent, it has to be that thing that every time the grandkids come over, it has to be, oh, we're going to go. Not has to be, but it would be nice to be part of the routine. Same with mums and dads. Be part of the routine every Saturday. Just start the, the weekend or end Friday. Uh, end the school on Friday. We're coming home, doing a bit of garden. Just bring that into routine. Bring everyone together and try not to force your ideas. As hard as it is, I know, um, try and make them part of it and listen to them. Yeah. And I think Stuart, Stuart Jackson, if he was here tonight, he would also be saying that... He's that... all right, isn't he? The way you talk about him. Sorry? Stuart's all right, right? Yeah, 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 he's right. He's, if I he think... was with us, then... Uh... <laughs> he's, he's, um, I think he's on holiday. Oh, he was last week anyway, so he did message me to say he wouldn't be here. So, okay. But, um, you know, he, he, he always says that, you know, he puts a pot of seeds on the table... And tells the kids to say whatever they want. If it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. Letting them make their own mistakes. We kind of said this earlier, but we're recapping at the moment. Letting them make their own mistakes. Yep. Does the world are good. Okay, Which... I'm just getting a report <laughs> at the moment of the football, mate. Sorry about that. Uh, okay, okay. Just in my ear right now, just getting <laughs> a, a football report. Sorry about that. <laughs> um. So. Uh, and this, it's surprising what kids actually are interested in. As we've said with the bulbs, Graham Bulbs seems to interest them. Yeah. Weirdly. The thing, weirdly. Well, it, it's surprisingly. Is probably yeah, it's surprisingly. Word, but then the things that the, the marketing teams will set aside, like radishes, uh, you know, who what kid is really interested in growing radish? I'd, I'd like to find actually... A survey. What their research is. Yeah. Um, and a survey of somebody's just scored. I've just had a cheer. Go on, go and follow yeah, go, 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 um, so, and So that's probably got a big, big radishes 
But peas, I know kids really do like peas. I think they're winner peas, I really do, especially, like I say, Olive come out of school very excited the other day. They've grown some uh, little sweet peas and they're, they're enjoying them. Yeah. So little peas in the pod, yeah, lovely. And, and again, I know Ian Beddows, he's, um, he's probably watching the football. His um, grandkids, they love growing the peas. They yeah. eat the peas before he even gets them. Again, he's a perfect example of someone that's brought gardening into a routine when the grandkids yeah. come over. It's always, it doesn't grow, you know, always, you're right, tomatoes and peas and stuff, but it's, no, it's known that they're going to come and look after them and care for them and then hopefully harvest them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it's important. It's important. Yeah. Bit. No, I know, again, with my nieces, I've I've suggested that they have their own part of my garden that they can grow what they like in, but they don't come over enough for it to be worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, you could do, look after them a little bit, guy, couldn't you? you could, oh yeah, I don't mind looking after them. It's more that if we're going to be growing, well, it's going to be vegetables. So that's all I've grown in my garden, edibles. But if we're going to be growing something like courgettes, I want them to be there harvesting it. Oh yeah, yeah. invite them over more, mate. Yeah, no, I could do that. Jenny says kids growing veg can help them to try new vegetables as you said being in the process can encourage them to try the end result plus a fun menu rather than just the veg on its own Better still barbecue them. Oh, yeah, we love oh, to barbecue. We do love barbecues. We do love we barbecue. Do. It's a very good idea. And uh, like I say, that's getting me more veg. Maybe if I started growing radishes, um, you might eat them. Yeah. If, if I try one, no. don't like it, yeah. you stop growing radishes, well, right? Well, that's true. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, you're right. Just keep trying. Keep, keep trying. I mean, I mean, again, radishes aren't exactly something you find on school menus that often. Um... I'm, I'm just all I'm saying about radishes, right? I'm not got like a massive campaign against radishes. What I'm saying is, as a starter, as a something for a primary school child to start growing. I don't believe radish is the one. Uh, at school, I don't think they grow like much food type, vegetable food type. Well, they will be now because they've got a, a school gun success plan. Yeah, but they don't like when they didn't have it, they, they weren't like much food vegetable type because they were not just flowers would be like mm-hmm. the. Yeah, but but on that note, and you know, radishes is the example we're using a lot of. But there are other things that they could be growing that they might be a bit more interested in. Carrots. Carrots, yeah. Now, carrots always surprise me that kids. I mean, kids love to eat carrots. I think they're quite a sweet, nice tasting vegetable. Yeah. But when they're growing them in a the garden, they can't actually see what's going on it's until they harvest. Surprise, though, isn't it? It's a surprise. Potatoes are another one that are good for that. Mm-hmm. I feel because again, you can't know what you got mm. until you dig them up and it's like a treasure hunt when i grow carrots sometimes i just have to wait a few days because i only have carrots with gravy so like <laughs> that's yeah. as i don't grow carrots that much but i like to grow carrots because okay. I like him only with gravy. So. We're roasting. Yeah, I like him on a Sunday, everyone. So, <laughs> Anna Jones has came up with a good point. Um, did anyone mention growing pumpkins for Halloween for kids? Yeah. Has Olive ever done that? Yeah. 
having yeah we have we i do like growing pumpkins i think it's a great really good one and if we go talk about the patience thing again um yeah having something that you have to start in february march time and you have to wait till october until we harvest it is good one thing that me and sugs do disagree on is what you do with them um olive how was my pumpkin soup was it last year i made pumpkin soup no what was the year i made it and you were like it wasn't nicer but i also think when you get grow pumpkins they start off really small they get bigger and bigger bigger and bigger but then when you carve them out once you've carved them out like in the faces for halloween they just die well, that, that is actually Richard's point. <laughs> yeah, that's Richard's point. Yeah, with him. yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of growing pumpkins for carving. In my personal... Uh, I wouldn't do it, is what I would say. I'm not... Anybody else wants to do it, fine. I don't yeah, have any, like, you know. But my point is that a pumpkin is a food source. The ones that we grow for carving not taste the, do not taste the best. No. But the ones that are our food sources can taste very, very nice. But they put all this effort into growing this pumpkin and you're going for the biggest ones for it just to end up on the compost. One thing I would say is it's better to grow your... If you are going to carve, better to grow your own because if you're buying a pumpkin from a supermarket for a pound, how has that been grown and what farmer is getting done over for a pumpkin that's been put in... 50p I've seen some pumpkins go for. Yeah. And it's always a lot of waste. So if you are going to carve them, try growing your own. Uh, especially with children, one of the things I tried it. I didn't make the best soup, but I tried. Yeah, I don't think pumpkin soup is a bit sort of hard to make. Well, it's not actually, but I'm not a great cook. Um, <laughs> but I think if you're going to do it with children, have a pumpkin to carve, but also have a pumpkin to yeah. eat, so you can see both sides of yeah. the story. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Um, now, Jenny also says spinach was our best success. Now it's eaten raw, blanched pancakes and smoothies. Yeah. I mean, spinach is one that I would be looking at replacing radishes with because they are quite quick to grow. They are. That's true. Um, do you know what I think we have struggled with spinach again? Kids who eat spinach now is we don't have Popeye on TV anymore. Yes. Good point. So, Popeye? Exactly. What's Popeye? Bring back Popeye Bring if we back want Popeye. kids eating spinach. What is Popeye, though? He's a cartoon. Cartoon. He used to eat spinach and it'll make him nice and strong. And he'll go. Does spinach actually make you nice and strong? Well, if you watch Popeye, you'd know. Definitely. Doesn't know, but does it when does it actually make you strong in your life? Well, it's pretty healthy. It's good for me. Yeah. I mean, not it doesn't give you massive muscles instantly like Popeye, no. But we car uh, jenny says we carve pumpkins grown to eat all shapes and sizes and colors pumpkin puree easy to make and freeze yep yep we use pumpkin for pumpkin pie which goes down really nice and we use that puree that note on popeye then it got me thinking about uh-huh. about other things where vegetables over the years so the the rumor that carrots are good for for making you see in the dark Do you not know that? it's not a rumor no, it's not a rumor. Is it? But but but, but close your ears, Olive. <laughs> but do you know where it started from? Do you uh, know I, story behind I, it? I don't actually. Do you know? Yes, I do. So it was during World War Two. Um, we invented this thing called radar, and we could see these bombers coming across the sea. 
So we wanted to hide the fact that we had this newfound technology. So we, the, the British government started this propaganda that carrots were good to see in the dark. No way. Yeah. And that's continued on. We've encouraging children to eat carrots. Yeah. What do you but know? if you don't eat carrots, then you can still see the car. Not but as good as me. Not as good as, not as, good as me, because I eat my carrots when I was younger. Oh, yeah, but if you eat, don't eat carrots, but you can see in the dark, how that happen? Some people can see in the dark even though they don't eat carrots. Bridget? Uh, <laughs> they could see better in the dark. Better, 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 better. 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 Yeah. So I've not eaten many carrots recently, hence the reason uh, I've had and, to get glasses. And, and you got to remember, back in World War II, the world was a lot darker back then. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't have so much street lighting. Street lighting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Rich. So we're coming to the end of the show because it is nearly, very nearly half past seven. Ooh. So, not just green UK fingers. I grew a pumpkin in twenty nineteen. That's twenty four stones and eight pounds. Amazing. It tasted horrible. Never again. Yeah. If you're going to grow big, it's not going to taste great. No, it's not going to taste great. I mean, I like the the edible. What are cast as the edibles, the Crown Princes or the Rage Victim Tempers, or however it's pronounced, because they do taste good. Anyway, um, it is half past seven now. I wow. think we've we, this has been a really good discussion. I've got to say that that you guys have really got involved in. Um, next week, as so I want to know how gardening has helped your health. I'm sure we can get some photos or videos on that subject, and I'm sure. We're going to get a good answer. So hopefully you'll be watching. I'll be watching. Hopefully my Oliver will be watching. Oliver will be watching. Maybe. Yeah. Not a definite. <laughs> Jenny says thank you for a fantastic show, Richard Lee, and the star of the show, Olive. Uh, Anna says thanks for the chat, everyone. Great input from Jenny and Olive. <laughs> nothing. Just nothing. nothing. But no, I th- I've got to say, this has been a great input, great discussion. I know Rebecca is looking at starting a gardening school club, and hopefully it's helped for that. Definitely. Lee, thank you so much for coming in tonight. Anytime. I love it, mate. It's been a while. But yeah. Uh, Olive, you've been a real star. And thanks so much for actually telling us what works, because we adults don't really know, do we? But uh, on that note... If I just set myself up ready to finish, we will let there we go. I think we'll get let Olive have the final word. Olive, what do you want to say? Uh, <laughs> anything you want to say at the end of the show? Uh, gardening is good, gardening is good. There you go, gardening is good. There we go. And with that, thanks so much, everyone, for joining. Look forward to seeing you all again next Sunday. Uh, I'll be on my own, I suspect, in a sense. Somebody does join me in the shed. We'll be back in the podding shed. So until then, please take care. And what was it? Great gardening. Gardening is good. good. (laughs) And there you have it, everyone. That is the two-part bit from Mr. Suggett's show. Every Sunday, 6 a.m., please go give 6 a.m., 6 p.m., uh, every Sunday, go check him out. It's absolutely fabulous show talking about all things gardening. Just happened to this week, we were talking about kids gardening. Um, so thank you very much to him for uh, giving me some space to be able to talk about that. And thank you to you for listening. Go share, like, and uh, and review. No one reviews. 
give it a review. Go on. A little five star. That'd be fantastic. And if you've got this far, then thank you so much. Listen, uh, the school gun success plan is something that I really want to roll out all over the UK, even if your school or maybe your school's already got it, or maybe it's just not for you. Maybe just share it with one of your teacher friends or your parent friends, anyone that you feel would uh, benefit from this. I'd love to hear from you, just even if you've got any questions about it. Let's share the love, uh, just like we're sharing this podcast around literally the world thanks for listening everyone uh, much love it really do appreciate it and i'll speak to you next week with another fabulous podcast